Hi, I'm Susanna Kalchich, and you're listening to Life in Practice podcast. I'm curious about the big questions in life and how we can experience more meaning and fulfillment every day. Join me as my guests share their challenges, successes, and what it means to put our purpose, our values, and our lives in practice. Hello and welcome to Life in Practice podcast. Uh, this is your host, Susanna. And today my guest is Stephen Carbaron. He's a um, certified um, master goal mapping coach and a um, business consultant. Great to have you on board, Stephen. Nice to be here. Yeah, so um, Stephen and I connected over our shared passion for um, personal uh, development. Um, we've both been to uh, Tony Robbins and Yes Group. Um, so that's really been a great way to uh, connect with you, um, Stephen. So I'd, I'd like to start there. How, how, how did your journey start into personal development? Well, it, was, it was actually quite a long time ago. It was 1981. And there was a group called Exegesis uh, in the UK. It was part of what was then EST, EST, and now is better known as Landmark Forum. And in 1981, we hadn't heard a lot about uh, NLP and the usage of this sort of technology, let's say brain technology, but they were using it quite uh, deliberately. And they, we, it was a, it was actually quite a cult so there was this whole furore in the newspapers it even went to uh, parliament that they were discussing about whether this cult was uh, should be allowed and it was looking to be banned and so of course me being a bright young upstart said i must go and find out what this is all about and that was that was my first experience of personal development and it was amazing it really did sort of set me up for the rest of my life uh, mm. So that's where it all started. Yeah. And so what was um, going on with you at that time that you felt that, okay, I need to go down this personal development route? Were, were you facing any challenges or like what was going on in your life at the time? I suppose when I was 22 years old and I was facing the usual challenges of a young man coming into uh, his prime, I sort of moved out from home. I was working. I didn't have any um challenges other than the usual challenges that you know sort of the that post-adolescent challenges of being a young man setting out in the world and just looking to see what was going on so uh, myself and my flatmate at the time we both sort of discovered this uh, this course or whatever you want to call it and mm. decided that it would be actually we thought it would be good fun to go along and see what it was all about so it was just mm. uh, really sort of better than going out for a night out at the pub yeah no that's really it's really good that you that 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 you found this whenever you were um that young it must have really um set you up very nicely and yeah what were some of the things that you um you experienced then or or that 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 you learned or that you felt kind of you had a um a change around um well, certainly i learned that most things that go on are a controlled illusion. So this was something that we went through. We went through various processes during the, 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 that uh, seminar that taught us that, you know, how easy it is, how easily we're misled uh, and how easily when lots of stories are posted, as I mentioned, it was in the newspapers about it and everything. So they use that actually to, to do a process on us where we were, quite well fooled to think that we had police outside and that we were being raided and it seemed very obvious that it could happen and I think it's made me very aware to question every experience that I have in life and everything that goes on and be a, uh, be aware that reality sometimes is not reality. Mm. Or I mean do you mean like how, um, how uh, reality is um, presented to us maybe through the mass um, media is that what you're referring to yeah so through the mass media and, and how our perception is so we you know our perception can be distorted we see this a lot in magic mm. I also loved magic when I was a kid so um, we see this a lot in magic it's all smoke and mirrors and um, if you look at magic we, we all love magic we love to go and see magic we all love uh, that illusion and uh, you know how the magician 
makes us think one thing and then something else happens. Um, we all love to be tricked. No, we don't. But actually, that's what's going on. And when someone does an illusion on us, that's exactly what they're doing. They're tricking us. They're making us think one thing uh, and filling us with information that makes us think one way while they're doing something else behind our backs. Um, so, yeah, we can look at that. And, and that goes a lot, a lot in our lives. So whether it's mainstream media, um, it can be the education system. It can be lots of things that fill us with a certain level of programming and certain ideas. And then those become realities. Now, this actually sort of leads nicely into the goal mapping because it uses the same techniques. We use NLP there as well, where we can actually make our brain think one thing and then it becomes a reality. So we'll get into that a little mm. bit more. Yeah, bit yeah. More. Yeah, I, I suppose, yeah, it, it's a tool that can be used, as you say, for um, positive or even um, uh, negative ways. So, yeah. You know. so, I'm not saying it's negative or positive. It's just yeah, a tool. Yeah. It's an illusion. And it, when, when we embrace that, we can mm. actually understand and be aware that we can control that. Oh, well okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. I can't wait to to dive in a bit um, deeper into that. So um, talking about um, goals then, um, how how do we know or like how, how how can we choose goals? Like what is a good way of choosing a goal because I think some people think okay you know they might have like a wish or a dream or like but what is an actual goal if you know what I mean okay so I, I would say that uh, you summed it up nicely there because a goal really is a wish or a dream and I, I try and take it you know, dream because when you just wish for something it's usually something fairly ordinary if you dream you dream bigger um, and mm. actually when I do goal mapping with people i usually like to get them almost into a meditate meditative state so getting them very mindful because then they re release some of the barriers that happen in normal life and they get into a state where they can really dream big so i would say a goal should be something that's achievable mm -hmm. but maybe is going to test uh, test you and push you to to your limits to achieve it because then it's something that you really have to make happen and you have to use everything in your power to make it happen a goal shouldn't be something like um you know, i'm going to have a cup of coffee every morning it's not much of a goal but set yourself a goal that i'm going to get up at six o'clock every morning and go for a five kilometer run uh, and do it every single day and that's something that yes of course you can do it we can all do that or let's not say all, but most of us can do that. Uh, there might be some that are impaired or have problems that they can't, but generally you can do that. You can get up at six o'clock, but you have to really work on yourself to do it and make it happen every day. But let me tell you, if you did it every day, after a period of time, it will become a habit and you'd be waking up at 20 to six and getting up and having a shower and getting ready and getting your, your trainers on and you'd be out there doing your run without thinking about it it would not be difficult anymore after the first maybe few months mm -hmm. yeah 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 uh, I think it's always like the the hardest thing is always that that first step I think and then once you yeah. get the momentum going it gets much easier but um, I want to ask you there, how do we kind of, how can we get clear on, on the goals that we have? Because I know um, goals or like dreams, sorry, can be, can feel quite vague sometimes. Like it could be a dream like, oh, I want to get healthy or I want to be rich or I want to find love or I want to, you know, it can feel quite vague how do we actually start to break this down and make it more specific okay so it's always good to put numbers put um levels or put something on this so that if you you know if you um for example if you want to meet the man of your dreams you probably going to need to be a little bit more specific and really think about it. So when I, again, when I do goal mapping, I like to get people to really grind down and, and imagine things, but not just imagine, oh, I want a new boyfriend or I want a new house or I want a new job, but start thinking about and seeing that house, for example. So if it's a new house, see the house, but don't just see the outside of the house, open the door, go inside, 
have a look around, see your favorite chair in the house. Where are you going to sit? Um, imagine yourself being in there. What are the colors? How's it decorated? When you start putting color into your dreams, it adds another level to it. And then maybe smell something, you know, do you like to burn incense or you know, what's what, the smell what's in there? How do you feel? Who's in there? When you start doing all that and really adding detail to your goal, it becomes much easier for the brain to start creating and making it happen. If you just have a new house, it could be any house and maybe it will not be the house of your dreams. So be very specific with your goals. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, that's really nice. It's a really great idea to kind of really feel your your dreams with with all of your five um, senses. I think that's really important. Um, and so, with goals, for example, um, actually, I, I think what I'll ask first is because I think this is something that you um, helped me with whenever we did the the goal mapping process is like you really helped me to kind of push beyond my uh, comfort zone. So how do we know whenever the kind of dreams that we're or goals that we're setting for ourselves that they're they're kind of uh, that they are kind of within our um, uh, limited mind? How can we know? Okay, actually, you know what? I can just stretch just a little bit beyond that, you know. Well, and you and I have both been to Tony Robbins, and he talks a lot about our limiting beliefs. And it's our limiting beliefs when we believe something can't be achieved, it tends not to be achieved. In fact, Henry Ford had a great saying whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Mm. how our mind works is it's what you believe is going to happen what you believe is achievable is what becomes achievable so what i would always do is push people to set their goals higher than their expectations but within the capabilities so look at what someone else you know a peer or somebody else has achieved and say well if they can achieve it why can't you this is the truth of the matter because we're all individuals and okay some people will say well they had a head start in some reason but actually if you look at most people who really achieve greatness they quite often didn't have a head start take Oprah Winfrey she's a great example that yeah, we all know amazing. she had an awful start in life and look at where she is now so we have to look at great examples like her and other, there's loads of other examples around and say well you know they set their dreams super high and maybe they kept on building that ladder. Um, but it's by doing that and setting you, your goals and setting the bar high that you actually achieve more than you can. If you set the, the bar, if you set a goal at something, as I said earlier, that's very achievable, yes, you'll get it, but there'll be no real achievement in doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's also, I think, isn't like there's um, a saying as well, like you can reach for the stars but if you land on the moon like that's still pretty good you know Absolutely. whereas had you only aimed for the moon maybe you would have only gotten as far as the clouds or something so yeah absolutely so the higher the, the higher you set your the bar the more chance you're going to push yourself that little bit further and i've always had a great uh, thing that i've thought about even before i discovered goal mapping but i always said that you know i always set my um, my pedestal very high i always set my goals very high because actually i'm then more scared to fall down and miss them so i really make every effort and you really push yourself to to get there and then if you fall short slightly as you say, you've achieved something far greater than if you had a very low expectation in the first place. Mm -hmm, exactly. So then, um, what are the um, what are the um, attributes of a good goal? You know, like we we know kind of um, uh, structures like the like the smart goals, for example. Is that is that something that you would recommend? Like in how we go about in in like choosing and setting goals. Well, when when we set a goal in a goal map, and we'll get onto a little bit of, more about how it works, but one of the real rules about the affirmation part of a goal, the, the written part of the goal, is the three Ps. So you have personal, present, and positive. Mm -hmm. This, I always tell people, to set your goals in this way. When you set them with the three Ps, so the reason why it's done that way, we make them personal. The reason it's personal is you cannot set a goal for somebody else. 
You can set a goal for yourself to help somebody else. For example, I've, I've got a 10 year old son. He always appears on my goal maps, but it's ne I never have a goal for him. My goals are always that I will give him the best opportunities to have a great life or things like this. So th they're always goals that I have for myself to help him have a better life, but I can't set a goal for him. Mm -hmm. We set them in the present. The reason we do this is that when we tell our subconscious that something is going to happen when we get to the time that it's going to happen we've still the message that the subconscious is getting is it's going to happen so for example if you want to give up smoking and that's a goal of yours and you say okay um i want to give up smoking by the 31st of december as so many people do their brain saying okay you know i want to give up smoking by the 31st i've got a date on it which is great but when you get to 31st of December, what's the message the brain has? I want to give up smoking. So if that's the message the brain's got, it's certainly not going to have given up smoking because it still mm. wants to be giving it up. Whereas if you say, I'm a non-smoker, mm. so you make it into a very positive statement that is present there that I've given up, I do not smoke, then the brain has that message and it has to make that the achievement. Mm. And... The reason we do it, so you've got the personal, you've got the present, and always make it positive because by creating positivity around your goals, you create a much better neural pathway by having positive thoughts. And when we have positive thoughts, we allow that pathway to continue by producing actually serotonin like, and different endorphins that, that help the brain to open up and continue that thought. When it's a negative thought, uh, we produce a thing called cortisol, which tends to be the, what we have in the fight or flight mode. And this blocks our thinking, it blocks the opinion, the, the way that the uh, neural pathways are formed, and therefore we don't get such a great result. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really powerful. The, the, the three Ps, it's a nice way to, um, to remember it as well. Um, and also, I want to talk about like um, what it, like about the uh, the drivers behind goals, because obviously we can set a goal, but I think um, we need to know like why, or we need to have that real drive to begin with. Absolutely, and and everything is driven by emotions. So actually, if you think about everything you want, so that house you want it's because it's going to be comfortable to live in. It's going to make you feel happy. You know, mm. most things, if we really keep asking the question, why, why, why? So I've always, this is something else that I've learned that if you want something, ask yourself why you want it. And when you answer that question, then ask yourself, why do you, why, why that answer? And then when you get that answer, ask again and keep drilling down to the, until you get to the bottom. And when you get to the bottom, you'll usually find it's an emotion. That it's all about it's a, emotions are what drive most of our actions so if we use this and we use our emotions and in the goal mapping we actually have three goals that are built around our emotions they're, they're, that's the why and when we do that we tend to have a much stronger opportunity to create what we want because it's about the emotion and we're telling the brain what it's going to receive we're telling it the reward it's going to get Mm, mm, absolutely. Um, so I want to now um, to talk about how has goal mapping um, helped you? Like, because um, I know you've got some great experiences and um, and and stories to share. Yeah. So my first ever goal map was one that I never realised was a goal map. So back in two thousand and four, I went to Anthony Robbins to Tony Robbins a UPW, Unleash the Power Within, which is a four-day event that, that's, that's amazing. I know you've been there as well, it's so you know about amazing. it. Anyone yeah. else in your audience who's been will know what we're talking about if they haven't been. It's very, very powerful. And when I went on this back in 2004, I was at a great point of change in my life. And I was looking for um, to leave the UK. I was looking to change everything about where I was in my life. So it was a great opportunity. And Tony Robbins was a great um, catalyst for that to happen. And one of the things I did at UPW is I signed up for the Mastery University, which is three further events. 
one of them being Date With Destiny. And if anyone's going to do Tony Robbins events, I really strongly recommend go on Date With Destiny. It's so powerful. And at Date With Destiny, I went there, it was 2006, actually. I went on Date With Destiny and we did what was a goal map, but I didn't know it was a goal map. So it was this um, map with pictures and words. And I'll explain a bit more about that later, but it was with pictures and words. It was a 10 year plan. Where was I going to be in 10 years in my life? And I put lots of material things on it and it was great. And I, I had this great goal map. And then when I took it home, I, I actually had to get rid of it. I was living in Russia. I'll go into that a little bit more as well. Uh, but I, I was in a very toxic relationship at the time. Mm. And of course, the girl that I was with was not in my 10 year plan. And I realized that if she got hold of the goal map, she would be a little bit disappointed to say the least. Mm. So, but I still always kept it in my head. So I always had this and I'd been checking it through before I'd gone home. So I always had it in my head. And as I say, it was very material. It was about living by the sea. It was having a nice house, having a nice car, family, all these, the trappings that we all want and are looking for. Um, so nothing wrong with it, but they were all material. And mm -hmm. see, it was 10 years later in 2016 in a UPW event um, mm -hmm again with Tony Robbins and a big group of Russians because when I lived in Russia I set up um, a, with a couple of friends I think called meet partners to bring Russians to Tony Robbins events in Europe and I left because I moved to Spain and I set myself up with my family in Spain I had a young child as I mentioned Danny and we came to live in Spain and I was asked at this UPW event in 2016 to relate an experience from my Tony Robbins days, you know, something about Tony Robbins that, that had resonated with me. And I thought about it and I realized that I'd done this goal map or this uh, uh, goal setting that I'd done 10 years earlier. And I'd realized that actually that year in 2016, I'd moved into that house by the sea I lived just outside of Barcelona. I had the nice trappings, the car, the wife, the child, all the things that I put down there. And 10 years later, almost to the day, I had everything. So I wanted to research and find out a little bit more about what this tool was. And that was really my first experience of goal mapping. And from then through the other link that you mentioned, which was uh, the Yes Group in London, which Carl Pearsall runs, a very, very good friend of mine. And... This guy, Brian Main, was going there and he was talking about goal mapping and Carl introduced me to him. He's a lovely guy, Brian, um, and we became very good friends. And he uh, he was at a few events that I flew in from Spain to go to. And we we got chatting about the goal mapping and he told me about Tony Robbins. And I said to him, I must have done this. This was what I did back at Date With Destiny. And sure enough, it was. So we he then offered to... Uh, invited me to one of his seminars that he did an all-day seminar in uh, Heathrow so I flew over with Danny to do that it was amazing my little boy at the time he was eight and he loved it as well and we and I discussed with Brian and I said I, I want to learn about this tool and I want to share it because it seems really powerful it worked for me once and I now I've understood a bit more about the science behind it and he took me under his wing we became great friends and he became my mentor and teacher and coached me through from all the way through to becoming a master coach of goal mapping. Amazing. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's how I really got into into goal mapping. Mm, yeah. So then tell me um, more about the, act, the actual goal mapping process itself. Cause you're, you, you, you cause you said about, you, you understood how the, how the uh, science worked around it. So can you explain a little bit more about, about that yes so there's several things well, i think uh, a couple of the most important things one is the fact that a goal map is made up of pictures and words and the reason for this is if i if i say uh, to your audience because we've done this before but if i say to your audience think of the word beach now in my experience only once has it not been the case but it, so sometimes it doesn't happen but in my experience everyone will sit there and think of sand, sea, palm trees, relaxation, uh, all the lovely things that a beach means to them. And they'll see a picture of their favorite beach maybe, or their dream beach, the one that they've never been to yet, but they want to go to. Mm -hmm. 
The truth is when you mention a word or a phrase, the brain usually thinks in pictures. It doesn't think of the word B-E-A-C-H. You don't see those yeah. letters in front of you. But then if you think of the picture that you thought of, so that exotic tropical island with the palm trees and, um, or something else, it quite often can mean holiday or relaxation or it can mean something else. But when you take that picture and you put the word beach underneath it, then it's exactly, you know exactly what it means. All the ambiguity goes away. So this is the beauty of goal mapping. This works in the same way. So we're using our left side of the brain and our right side of the brain, which is the logic and the creative side, the two different sides. It's not quite as straightforward as that. I have been pulled up by a neuroscientist who told me, well, you know, there's a little bit more to it than that. I agree with that. But let's keep, make it simple because we're not all neuroscientists. So mm. um, it's best to just sort of go by the, the sort of old fashioned way of thinking with the two different sides. So or two elements of the brain that think in slightly different ways. So when you have the logic side, that is affected by your affirmations and words. And then you have your creative side affected by the pictures and bring those two together. The ambiguity goes and your goal becomes very, very uh, clear to the brain. Mm. Other areas of the science, as I mentioned about the neural pathways, the positive thinking, this is important because when we actually um, set up a, a, a goal, it starts out like everything as a thought. Actually, everything in life starts out as a thought. It's something that pops into our head. Now, that could be brought on by outside influences, but we, we think about things before anything else. We see something, we think, what is it? Um, or we manifest something because we've thought about it. And then that thought becomes an idea and we start to process it. And what happens is that the, the brain, the neuro, neurons start to process this and we form neural pathways um, by actually creating that thought and when we regularly think about that same thought this continues to build and build and build until we have a really strong neural pathway and eventually that thought becomes an idea from an idea it becomes a belief and when we really believe something it can then become a reality mm -hmm. uh, my a good analogy about this is if you go to a field and the grass is up to here you can't see across the field but you know you've got to get across the other side you sort of wade your way through, it's only grass, you wade your way through and you walk through it and you get to the other side. Tomorrow you come back to that same field and you find where you went through and the sort of some of the grasses pop back up, but you can sort of work your way back through. And if you keep walking that same pathway every day for a period of time, eventually the grass stays down. And actually, if you walked ever in the country and you look where people walk, the grass stops growing there. It actually stops growing and that pathway stays. And it's very similar how it works in the brain. When we form these neural pathways, the stronger they become, the more we focus on them on a daily basis, the more chance that they're going to become beliefs and therefore more likely that they're going to happen. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a really, really, really um, powerful way to um, describe it. Yeah, I think it's just it's like I think what you're saying it's it sounds like it's about really how to create a uh, a uh, habit. Yeah, absolutely that. So and habits of course create realities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. So um, then talk me through a bit about the actual um, goal map itself because I know because um, you know, I've gone through the experience with you. So. At the very um, center of the map is kind of like your your main goal, and then it it's like uh, it uh, it branches out. So talk to me a bit about what 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 um, what um, each of those branches uh, represent. Okay, so basically, we there's seven steps to building a goal map. Mm. We start off by by dreaming. You know, dream big, think about what you really want. Um, get a central goal, like your main goal, and put that in with the affirmation and pick, uh, you know, so that you know what's your, uh, and it can be around business, so it could be your business goal, it can be around life, it can be your life goals, it can be a short-term goal, for example, if you do want to, as I mentioned before, give up smoking, that can be your goal, that, you know, your goal can be to give up smoking. And once you've got your central goal, once you know what your, your main focus is, 
you then build four around it, four key goals that sort of help it along, that are going to, um, if they happen, they're going to be working hand in hand with the main goal and they're going to support the main goal. Then we have three further goals across the top. And these three goals that, uh, that go across the top, these are our emotional goals. These is, this is the why. So something, you know, I mean, I've got, I've got a goal map here um, and we can see sort of the, the setup here of it. Mm-hmm. If I get a bit further back that way. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, so you've got your central goal here. You've got your four goals around the outside of it. And then across the top, you've got three goals, which are the emotional goals. And then down the sides, we have, our the on one side we have our how so these are Mm -hmm. the things the steps that we're going to take straight away our action goals what are we going to do from today to start making things happen and then on the other side these these are who who is going to help us or what group is going to help us or things that are going to help the actions start taking place then in the middle here this section here we have our dates so we have a start date at the bottom and we have a an end date at the top. And the reason we have an end date is very important because a goal without a date is just an idea. Yeah. It can just keep going. So we need to set a date so that, and even if we miss that date, it's not that important. Don't get too hung up on it, but have a date there so that we've got a target to aim for. And you can probably see in the middle, I've signed it. Mm-hmm. And this is also really important. We sign our goals because that makes a commitment. The brain recognizes that when we sign something, it's a commitment to it happening. And this has been for many, many years, this has been the case. So committing means that you're telling your brain this has to happen and therefore the brain starts making it work. And mm-hmm. it, you'd be, it's incredible how powerful our brain is. So this goes back to uh, 1981. As I said, you know, when, when we're given stories, when we're told stories by others, the brain starts believing in them and they become reality. So mm-hmm. to take control of your life, if you start telling yourself the stories and you tell yourself the illusions that you want, which the goals are, mm-hmm. because at the, at the beginning, they're just an illusion. They're just a thought. They're just yeah. a dream. It's just mm-hmm. an illusion. But they become a reality just like everything else does because you become, you convince the brain, that your, your subconscious, that this is going to happen and therefore and that it's happened and therefore the the subconscious goes out there and whether you believe in the law of attraction or whether you believe in logical steps that you're just aware of something you become more aware of opportunities because you're thinking about it Mm. it all works in the same way it brings you to uh, to to succeed in your goals Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, I think it, it's so great how, you know, uh, as you say, it's, it's working with the um, pictures and the words, because when you when you can see it, as well as like having the um, positive statement that really makes it a lot more powerful than just having like a, when you just um, write down things, oh, yeah, I'd like to do this, or I want to do that, or I want to achieve this. And, and also what you said is, so when you write that uh, statement, it needs to be um, in the present moment, like as, as if it's already happened, right? Yeah. So some, a, a great example from this goal map that I just showed you, let's go with the, mm. the bottom one. So mm-hmm. uh, this, I, I'll tell you the dates because it's not so easy to see. So it was on March 24th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, Everyone sort of remembers March 2020, um, all the wrong reasons. We don't really want to go back there, but I'm going to take you back there because it was the start of COVID. It was when things just started locking down. I live in Spain, as I say, and we went through a pretty harsh lockdown for the first three months. We were trapped in our houses. We weren't allowed out for almost only to go shopping for food. And that was about it. Um, And we, I'm a Toastmaster. And if you look here, I, I actually, I'll read it out for you. I am an online presenter. That was my, one of my goals. And I said that Toastmasters would help me. And the reason for that is we just had our first online Zoom meeting with Toastmasters. And I hadn't done any presentations online at all. Mm-hmm. But I made this a goal. It sort of seemed to me like, well, you know, this this will be interesting to see. And it was one of the goals. I then went on um, 
to become president of my Toastmasters Club in July, something that I hadn't even thought about beforehand. And I continue to use Toastmasters as something that improved my online speaking. And now I've appeared on quite a number of podcasts. I've been in uh, several talks on some big festivals and even was uh, with a guy called Krishnaji, which is part of the ECAM group, uh, One World. And we, uh, I was invited to speak on one of his not a podcast it was a, a youtube event and there was a, we've had over seventeen thousand views of that event so Amazing. yes I'd, I'd say that you know from never having done an online presentation before i put it in my um goal map that that really did come to fruition and it's continuing that way so uh, mm. yeah um we've been sort of forced down this road but certainly on the 24th of march when i put that down there it, I could never have predicted we were talking about three weeks inside and you know we'd never yeah. where we were going to be and maybe maybe my goal map was part of the reason why this all happened who knows but <laughs> yeah no that's really that's it's so cool all, all the things that that you've done and um so did you um because one thing which which you said whenever we went through the the process about the um, a 30 day challenge about how important it is to each day have a look at the goal map, say the say the statements, have a look at the um, pictures as well. Yeah, so this is part of the process. So what we mm. do is every either in the mornings, uh, but I actually keep them around me in the office. So I've got my my goal maps around here with me. So, but every morning it's a little ritual. Go to actually, I've I've had several rituals in the morning. It's always good to have your your morning rituals, and one of them is that I go to the um, go to the mirror. I have a a smile at myself. Uh, I tell myself what a great day I'm going to have, uh, say a few nice things about myself, smile, do all of these things. And then I pick up my goal map and I go through all of the goals from start to finish. And I read out the affirmations loud. Don't just read them in your head, read them out loud. It gives a better message to the brain. Look at the pictures. And of course the pictures, and we'll talk a little bit about how we put this all together later, but look at the pictures as well. And this gives a real resonates with the brain and you start to pick this up and it goes into the subconscious. So you set out every day for 30 days doing this, a minimum of 30 days. I still actually, this, this one finished on 31st of December, but I still use it even though quite most of the goals I've achieved. Um, mm. so, but there's a few that I'm still working on and I want them to grow and they, re they've followed up in my new goal maps that I've done. But what you do is if you repeat it for a minimum of 30 days, you really build this pathway, as I mentioned about going across the field. If you walk across the field, 30, 30 days running by the end of those 30 days, you'll have a pathway. It's the same thing with the neural pathways that if you mm. keep repeating them, as you mentioned, until they become a habit, until the brain really starts going and saying every time you wake up, it's already got it subconsciously. Mm. It's doing everything to make those goals happen. Mm. Yeah. So how about like, you know, when it comes to the time where, okay, we, we, uh, we have our goals and usually at the, at the, um, at the start where, you know, we're going for it, but then challenges come along, problems, things, things get tough. And that's the point where like, oh, should I keep going? Should I give up? Should, oh, what, 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 what should I do? So what do you say is like, what, what's a good thing to do whenever we do have those challenges when we're trying to uh, pursue our goals? I think what we have to realize, and we're certainly in probably the most challenging time in uh, generations at the, this moment, you know, this mm. is challenging the world where, where we are. And it's very important to bear in mind that um, Brian, who invented goal mapping, he comes from the Isle of Wight, or he lives on the Isle of Wight. So he's very into sailing and into uh, all things around sailing. So he, he has a great analogy around sailing, that if you're, if you're on a sailboat, and you're caught in a storm. If you just let go of the rudder and you'd let go of the sails and just say, okay, you're, you're going to end off so off course that, you know, and, and really lost. Whereas if you tack against the storm and you shift the sail and, and we've seen, you know, people can do this, you can still set your course, 
know where you're going to and aim for that course as best you can. And it might be difficult and you might go off course, but then you just readjust yourself and you know get back as close to being on course as you can all the time, because eventually you'll come out of the storm. Mm. Most people do, you know, it's similarly to the storm we're in at the moment. We yeah. know that this will, one way or another, it's gonna come, we're gonna come to the end of this period and some, something will be happening. Well. I'm a great believer that it's not going to be going back to how everything was because we've already shifted. Um, And I'm a great believer that if the the shift is right and if we all believe and if we all set great goals, we're going to find that we're going to be in a much better place when we do come out of this. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we we set course for that dream island with the beautiful beach um, and then we hit a storm on the way. But if we stay focused on getting to that beach, we will get there. So, it's very, very important. And don't beat yourself up about not getting to your goals. You know, if you, as we said before, if you set your, the bar very high and you get close to it, um, you know, you, you mentioned it, a great analogy. If you aim for the stars and you land on the moon, wow, you've, mm. you've got to the moon. Um, yeah. The person who said, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get to the top of that building and they didn't even get to the third floor. Um, they're the ones who never got anywhere, really. So, you know, set, yeah. set your goals high. Don't beat yourself up if you don't get there or if you think you're going off course, just refocus. Um, If you finished your 30 days of doing your goal map and then you feel like you're going off course, get get the goal map out, read it again, go through it again, do another 30 day period to give it some power again and reestablish those goals in the subconscious. And also, do you think that sometimes when we set goals and we 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 start down that path of them do you think that we can also realize actually this is not what i what i actually want you know this is what i thought i wanted but when i'm actually doing it or when i'm in the process of it this isn't actually it does that happen with people like have you had that experience or even yourself Absolutely. So, you know, sometimes we think one thing and um, and then life changes, you know, that we, lots of things change. So, again, be prepared to be flexible. And um, maybe when you start down the road for something and the great thing about goal mapping, it was actually originally designed for children. So mm-hmm. Brian even wrote a book um, called Sam the Magic Genie this book and it's all, all about nice. it, it relates nicely because kids understand the stories of genius your wish is my command mm. um, think of your subconscious in a similar way your wish is my command the subconscious can't think for itself or, or decide for itself it can only be commanded by you and give when you give it information and then it will go out and do whatever you're asking it to do mm. so it then moved on into business and businesses even companies like microsoft picked up goal mapping and there and so brian switched Mm -hmm. and started going uh to these big companies and it became a corporate thing and then he realized due to unfortunately not super bad health but he you know he was traveling too much and it was really getting to him and his doctors advised him to cut down on his travel so he he decided to go against what he'd always wanted because it was all about drawing the pictures before so the pictures were hand drawn and you can still download the templates to do it that way but he went online and he built an on he built an online system about three years ago and developed it and, and took it further um as he said that was an inspiration that he had before covid that actually turned out who knows why but to be perfect because he was one step ahead of the game where everyone was suddenly last march trying to change their course and go online he already had this base there so Mm. the beauty of it being online is when you go online and you create your goal map online you can go back and change it Mm -hmm. so you can go into the system and if a goal is not really you know if you started down a track and you say you know what this isn't really what i wanted i thought it was before but it's not or things have changed in my life so therefore my goals have changed um, Mm. and what i want in life has changed you can change the goals and you can change your goal map. It's very easy to do on the online system. You can just go in and change them, uh, mm. edit the words, change the pictures. It's really simple, simple system to use. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It, it really is. And um, I want to ask you, like, what do you like? What do you think are the most um, common um, um, mistakes that uh, that um, people make when they set goals? Uh, I think a few of them I've, I've covered. So mm. I think people set goals for other people. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
uh, this is quite a common one. So, you know, they'll, um, it might be all around love and they might set a goal for someone they want to fall in love with them. And, you know, it's, it's going to be, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, it might be that they set goals, as I said as well, uh, not in the present. So they set goals that they want something. So when you tell your brain you want something, when you get to the end of the goal, you still want it because that's the goal that you set yourself. So uh, these are so quite a few of these things. Forgetting the three Ps is a common mistake. And this is why a lot of goals don't work out because we, we don't use that present personal um, level and we don't put it in the positive so and also being negative about things so don't sort of say um, I'm going to lose you know if you want to diet if you want to lose some weight don't say I'm going to lose five pounds think of what your your weight will be when you're five pounds lighter and say mm. I'm going to be that weight so always yeah. keep it so all these things so they're, they're the common mistakes that a lot of people make when they're setting goals is that they don't put the put them in that way that the brain really understands and sets out to make them happen and quite often if you really look at your goals uh, and again putting pictures and words and another thing that really falls down is if you set a goal and it's just an affirmation and you don't really bring that into you know, read it enough times. I mean, people have these goal setting systems where you have to read the affirmation 50 times every morning. And, and therefore after a couple of mornings, you get a bit fed up with it. So this is mm. why this is nice and simple. You just look through, it takes no more than five minutes um, yeah. to really focus on your goal map and then, and then you're set for the day. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Our, our time is, is going um, quite quickly. <laughs> Um, yeah, as we could, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great, um, topic to talk about. And so just to, to start, um, uh, wrapping up, um, I want to ask you, um, the, the same questions that I ask, um, each guest. And, uh, the first one is what are the key practices that have helped you to, to, um, overcome challenges and attain um, success? Like what are the things that you've had to do consistently throughout your life? I think it's, uh, it, it comes down to some of the things that I've already said. So, you know, waking up in the morning and actually also going to bed at night with a very clear head. So okay. something that I've started doing very recently is meditation, but it's, it has, uh, that's a great way of getting this clarity, but I've, I've always had this very um, positive outlook and been very clear with myself, even in bad times, because I'm not saying I've never had bad times. Yeah, yeah. We all have bad days. Uh, we all have bad situations and things that aren't working out, but don't focus on them. So, you know, get through it. Uh, be fo you know, focused. I've always been focused on getting success and telling myself that that's achievable so uh, do that in the morning tell yourself how great you are tell yourself um, when you go to bed at night focus on the things that happened that were good in the day because there's good and bad in every day but if you focus you know most people unfortunately they go to bed stressed out they're thinking about they're concerned about um, how they're going to deal with this problem that they had how are they going to sort something out you know they've got financial problems they've got uh, relationships problems they've got business problems they've got things like this and that's what they're focused on when they go to sleep now of course then you go to sleep you wake up in the morning with all these problems still there and you continue whereas if you go to sleep and think about you know try and clear that from your head and meditation is a great way to do it um, mm. but even if you don't meditate think about just focus on the, the nice things that have happened Think about, you know, even if it was just having a nice meal or if it was someone said something nice to you, whatever it was, and, and go out and do that the next day. Go and smile at someone when we don't have to wear a mask. Um, mm. Go and, you know, say something nice to people. Do something for someone. You know, that old thing, the whole adage of help an old lady across the road if she wants to get across the road. Um, yeah. Or doing something for somebody else is a great way to make yourself feel good and then when you go to bed think about that thing that you did for something else and feel good about it and go mm -hmm. to sleep feeling good wake up feeling good give yourself affirmations in the morning to do even if you haven't got your goal map or if you're not you know, it doesn't really have to be a goal map it just affirm to yourself that life is good mm. and think about the things that you have got rather than things that you haven't got 
Yeah, yeah, that's really powerful. And um, so what do you value most and how do you put it into practice? I suppose I I value most my, my uh, ability to be positive about most things. So, uh, and I've um, a quick little story, but a, a few years ago, 2016, actually the same year that I realized that my goal maps come to fruition, that mm-hmm. summer I went with a friend uh, he invited me down to to the south of France and we went he had a, a yacht and we went out on his yacht for a few days uh, on a sort of a business get together to talk about certain things and we had an amazing time and we were sailing along um, actually going from it sounds so amazing you know sounds so posh from Monte Carlo to Saint Tropez for lunch mm. and I got up on the back of the boat for a, a silly reason to uh, won't go into it but I fell off the boat in the middle uh-huh. of the Mediterranean and I didn't have a life jacket on. I was just in my swim trunks and it was just me and my friend on the boat and he went off over the horizon and I realized that I was far too far out to swim to the shore. And, uh, and you know, at first I sort of had a bit of a panic and a bit of a thought of, you know, some of the negative thoughts that, uh, and there were a few profanities went through my head and I probably yeah. even quite loudly. Um, I thought about, are there sharks in the Mediterranean, all these things, you know, so you have these negative thoughts. And then I use my power of positivity. Great mentor, Tony Robbins also has uh, helped me with this a lot, but it was already there in my life anyway. And I thought about positive outcomes. I started focusing on the fact that this wasn't going to be the end because it wasn't my time and he would come back. So I needed to just stay very calm and conserve my energy and stay afloat that was the most the key point because he would come back at some point um, and then looking around for other opportunities and other things to do so that power of positivity my positive thought probably saved my life almost certainly saved my life and mm. when I uh, when he did actually come back eventually it was probably about 10-15 minutes later it felt like a lifetime it was a yeah. lifetime because I could have died there and then um, but when he came back and I got back on the boat and we actually did get to our lunch in Saint-Tropez and we, and we were sitting there and actually it didn't seem that big a deal to me. But the, mm. we were talking about it over lunch and there was a, two Scottish couples on the next table and, and they just sort of came to the table and said, do you mind if we interrupt you? Just want to shake your hand and tell you how lucky you are to be alive. Most people in that situation would die. Wow. Most people panic and sink or go, you know, get into the negative emotions. And it's really a lesson in life. And it's certainly a lesson about our current times, that if you stay positive, focused on positive outcomes, and a goal map is a great way to focus on positive outcomes, because you you Mm. put these where you want to be, focus on getting to where you want to be, focus on not just survival, but thriving and getting out of this in a very, very positive way. If you can use that with our, uh, with our current situation, use my analogy of being lost at sea, literally. Um, yeah. And be focused, be positive, and you'll be amazed at the results that come out of it. And I'm here today because of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That must have been so, so, um, so uh, scary to be like, to just be like stranded in the sea. And like, yeah, I suppose, as you say, if you had gone down that road of panic, you, your arms would have been everywhere and like, goodness knows what could have happened. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, and it really yeah. is a so so I've got other experiences, lots of experiences, actually, through my life that I can focus on uh, of this power of positivity. And yeah. uh, many of people have called me Mr. Positive. So, you know, it's I, I know it's one of my real values. Uh, it's mm-hmm. something that I value in my life and, and and I share with other people. And I mm-hmm. believe that that makes brings positive results. Yeah. Do you have actually maybe like a uh as kind of a a a smaller um 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 example of how you um practice that or of how uh someone could practice um the power of um positivity in their day where whereas like it doesn't have to be in those life and death um uh, life and death extremes where it can just be in their um everyday life do you have some examples there yeah, so that that's the big one, but you know, um, yeah. the big one 
I like. I mean, it's sort of been a real feature. And uh, But yes, I, th- I think in every single day, so in everything we do, and if you look around yourself and you think about people in your life who are positive and mm-hmm. what they have in their life and those who are negative, and we tend to attract that same power. So people who are negative and have negative thoughts about things tend to uh, get negative, negative results and people who are positive tend to get positive results. So that doesn't mean that everything in my life is positive. Of course, lots of negatives happen. But as a, a smaller example, if you like, I mean, I've been on holiday lots of times. I've had some real negative things happen to me, mm. but I've always had incredible experiences on my holidays because I've never stayed focused on the negatives. Um, one of the best trips I ever had was when I went for, with a Russian friend of mine. I lived in Moscow. I lived 11 years in Moscow, Russia. And I went from Moscow to Kiev. And we arrived, we went on the train, we got off the train and we went on the underground in Kiev to get to, where, to our hotel. And I got pickpocketed. I had the, my wallet taken out of my pocket mm-hmm. with all my money and credit cards. Wow. Now, it was the start of a four-day trip that ended up being, the, actually, sorry, 36 hours, three, day, three days we were there. Um, mm. Friday, we came back on Sunday. It was the best three days, two and a half days. We had such a laugh and so much fun because wow. I cancelled my cards and said, okay, that's gone. Nothing mm. I can do about it. And I yeah. am here. And I'm going to enjoy my trip and had a brilliant time. And, you know, wow. They said as well that you know, it couldn't believe it how I was able to shift my focus from something that could have ruined it. He said most people would have just got back on the next train and gone back to Moscow because, um, but you know, we we didn't. He fortunately he sponsored me. He paid for things and uh, was able to do. But we yeah you know, we were very frugal on what we had because we didn't have so much money to share between the two of us. But mm-hmm. we had an incredible time, and I uh, you know yeah. it's really about getting out of that. Don't focus on something negative that's happened focus mm. on positive i was there to have a good time so have a good time um yeah. and yes something bad had happened but it had happened i couldn't do anything about it i needed to move on so i, mm. I would always say to people whatever happens in your life it when bad things are going to come along you can't avoid that negative stuff's going to happen you can't avoid that don't focus on it because if you do you'll attract more negativity and you'll be actually open to more negativity Focus on yeah. the positives, redirect where, what you're thinking about, uh, redirect where you are and, and what you want. Mm. And you'll be amazed at how it changes everything around you and changes your experience. So it goes back to this whole illusion. Create the positive illusion. Don't stay with the negative illusion because it is all just an illusion. Mm. Yeah. And it's, as you say, what it, what it sounds like, it's not really like what, what happens to you. It's how you choose to respond to what happens to you. So this yeah. is what, when I say an illusion, I mean, it is happening in front of you. Yeah, like the, yeah. like I said the card trick it is actually happening, but the illusion is how you perceive what's happening. Mm. I guarantee if you absolutely know the card trick or you know the tricks, you can watch it and you, you sort of, oh, I know how that's going on. I watch a lot of things with, uh, with Danny, my son, on YouTube yeah. when they talk about how all the tricks and they show you how it all works. And, you, and it's almost a bit disappointing because you sort of think, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't really want to know all that because it was fun mm. watching it. And this is life. We're, yeah. it's, we're going on at the same time so um accept what you want to see know what you want to get which is the positives and then you'll enjoy life and mm. just on that yeah i think it just uh, it really actually um uh reminds me of what uh tony uh robbins talks about is like how do you um create your uh your uh state of mind and it's um it's what are you choosing to um, focus on what does it mean and I think the the third one is that what is your uh, physiology I think I'm pretty sure that's the three things that create your your um, your state and it sounds like you were you use those tools yeah so physiology as, yeah. as Tony teaches us you know everyone yeah. doesn't matter where you are in the world we have the same physiology if we're sad we're down and if yeah. we're happy we're up um, chest comes out, we breathe more. So, mm. you know, create, so, so having a positive uh, mindset means that you tend to be in a positive state and you're in a positive mm-hmm. physiology. And this means that you're going to get more positive things happening for you. Yeah. If you're negative, down and focused, because when we pick up, you know, our physiology follows and actually we can change our state by changing our physiology. Mm. We can change our state by thinking differently. 
we can do all of these, use these tools. And as Tony says, we can do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. We can just, you know, if you, if you have the right mindset, you can change everything just, just by changing these few, taking these tools and change your physiology, change what you're thinking, what you're focusing on and, you know, mm. create something different. I'm not saying it's always going to work, you know, some yeah. I mean, terrible things do happen and you can't change what's going on, but you can change how you react to them. Mm. And, we've seen, you know, all over the world, we've seen people who've unfortunately lost limbs and still climb Mount Everest, you know, they yeah. found a way and I've got all my limbs and all, and I've been healthy all my life pretty well. And I've never mm. climbed Mount Everest because yeah. I've, I've never had the mindset and the willpower and the, and the decision to go and do mm. that. But I know, you know, it's a bit like you were saying about setting tasks and, you know, is it too big? If I really set out to climb Mount Everest, even at my age, I could still probably do it. It would be a lot of work. Yeah, I'd have yeah. to do a lot of things to get myself into that, uh, able to do it and join with a lot of people and everything. But if I really set my, if that was a real goal, if I really wanted to do that, I could mm. do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. So um, if people want to find out more about you and more about like how they can uh, create their own um, goal map, um, where is um, the best way to find you? Okay. So probably the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm there and I'm quite active there. So you can see okay. my name at the bottom, Stephen Carbaron, and I think you'll probably share my Yeah, LinkedIn. I'm going to put all the links. Yeah. My LinkedIn link. You can, people can contact me there and send me messages there. Uh, they can also go on the other thing that I've given you a, a link to share is my goal mapping coaching page. So they can go on there, read a little bit about me and then sign up through that page into the goal mapping site. There is no charge. You can go onto the goal mapping site and create your own goal map. You can use the, the tips that I've given you. There's lots of videos on there uh, that tell you and explain how to do it. So people can go on there and create a free goal map and download it and have that themselves it's a gift from brian uh and all of the people who work with goal mapping and work with brian you know we, we gift this to people so that they can do it themselves but obviously if they would like some help with it um being coached to do something always gets better results so yeah. if they would like some help they can contact me drop me a line and i will be happy to discuss it and see how i can help them and uh, take it to the next level Mm, fantastic this has been um really really great Stephen. thank you so much i've really enjoyed this and um all, all the all the experience that you shared um i'm sure it will it will um inspire people to um to to set some goals great and uh actually exactly that the more people that set positive goals and start getting positive results we will see a shift in the whole uh consciousness of the world because i really do believe in that you know if people at the moment we're in a very very you know we're being drilled with so much negativity that people are very negative because of it you know there's so much negativity around so it's really great that you know, people can shift that and say okay now's the time because now is the time there is no better time than now to change their mindset, start having positive thoughts, start creating positivity around them, start setting goals that take them in the right direction and start getting them out of this uh, situation that we're in and these challenging times that we're in. And we'll start seeing a shift in the results that we're getting. And when people see that, then that will amplify and we'll see it go, grow and grow and grow. So I, I believe that this is such an important time for people to take control of what they can be in control of so don't focus on what yeah. you can't control focus on what you can control and when you start doing that and taking these as you said tiny first steps baby steps do it in little chunk sizes that you can do the results will be amazing mm, yeah amazing thank you so much Stephen. this has been really really great um and yeah, I look forward to having you um, back on as well, because I know there's like a, a few other um, topics we um, want to uh, talk about, like uh, conscious uh, capitalism and all this stuff. You want to give us just a tiny um, taster of that? Yeah, of so my, my, we didn't really touch on my business and, and everything yeah. else that I've done in my life. So we focused on, um, so I'd love to yeah. come back and talk about that. So uh, yeah. yeah. My, I, I'm part of the conscious capitalism movement in Europe, and it's a great, 
it's all about bringing businesses into a more purpose-driven way of doing business. It's focused mm -hmm. on there's four tenants, which is uh, finding your purpose and having the company and the people within the company understanding and living the purpose, um, building a conscious culture so that people within the company uh, are understanding what the company is all about and enjoying working there, having a uh, conscious leadership so that the leaders actually start to become more conscious and aware of what they're doing, sharing their values, etc. And most importantly, stakeholder orientation. So looking after all stakeholders. So not just your, your shareholders, but your employees, your clients, the people related to your employees and clients, your environment, your local community, the bigger community that is the world, looking out for sustainability, making sure that we will have planet or not really a planet but we'll have a planet that's inhabitable for us because yeah. one of the things i'm pretty sure of is we will not destroy the earth but we might make it uninhabitable for ourselves and that's something yeah. we really have to focus on so a lot of people talk about climate change and about um, sustainability and talk about oh we're going to destroy the planet we're actually not going to destroy the planet yeah. we're going to destroy the human race because the planet, just like it carried on after the dinosaurs, will carry on after us. And if we want to live here for a long, long time, we really need to think about making sure that we don't destroy all the goodness that nature has and gives to us so that we can continue living here for generations and generations on. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, that's been great. Thank you so much, Stephen. And I really, I really, um, uh, uh, look forward to whenever we can dive deep into that um when you come on next time Brilliant. So, um thank you so much for um uh listening if you enjoyed this podcast and um if you think that um steven's journey could inspire someone please make sure you share it and um and subscribe and i'll catch you next time mm -hmm.